This is the TJ Show podcast. Jabo, I know today is uh, an interesting day for you. It is a very interesting day for me, yeah. And I, you know, this is one of those things where I, I try to proceed with caution because I don't want to say the wrong thing because I know what you're going through must be really challenging. We're going to have so many of these days. No, I know, but Jabo, your husband, who's mm-hmm. active in the U.S. military, yeah. he's been home with you for how long? Yeah, about a week, yeah. And before that, it was months, right? Before yeah, you saw him? Yeah, about six weeks. Okay, so almost two months. And tomorrow is the day that he's leaving yeah. and going back to the base yeah. that he's at. Yeah. And I feel for you. like, And at the same time, I also think you're so strong, but I don't know if that's even annoying to say. Yeah, it is annoying to hear. I mean, I know you... And here's the thing. People mean well, and I get it. And I, I love that people mean well by saying that. I think... If you had no choice, we'd all be able to do this, right? You, we, sure. We're all capable of being strong and resilient as human beings. I mean, just look at humanity and in, in, in whole. Uh, but I woke up this morning. You know, I woke up like, oh, tomorrow he leaves. Like, so I woke up already not on the wrong side of the bed, but telling myself, okay, today you have to like appreciate every single moment together. So, well, you're. It's like you're grieving in yes. a way, right? Yes. Because you're gonna lose this time together right. and that's tough Yeah, and I get it. Yeah. Well, why don't you just go home as soon as the show ends? Yeah. I do it. No, there's no other things to do. No, I know, but why? just go. Like the, these are precious moments. Just go and- uh, Bye. You don't yeah. tell me anymore. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, why not? As soon <laughs> as the show the ends, just get with him and you know what I mean? Get, get in the with, same place yeah. with My him get it. and <laughs> yeah. uh, have fun, but put the cat in the other room because, right. you know, you don't want him around when you're yeah. getting with... Yeah, I don't want the cat involved in our conversations. No. Well, yeah. in the conversations, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is an annoying sound to hear all the time when you're trying to talk and connect. If you know, Kenny, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. conversations be deep, man. All right, great. Well, uh, Jabo. You have yes. a good day. Enjoy. Look, you had a big smile on your yeah. face. And, and just know that, I don't see, I don't want to sound annoying when I say this, that I'm thinking about you. I appreciate you, bro. <laughs> thinking about but don't getting think about together. me. Oh, no, don't I'm not think thinking, about me. Not about me. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Guys, have a little bit of maturity. This is a serious conversation. My bad, my bad. Ugh, I'm so disappointed in myself. Can I just admit something to you? Sure. That's what friends are for. Thank you, Jabo. You're always there for me. You're welcome. For what seems like months... Every time I open my Amazon app, it says, Prime Day, coming soon. I was like, didn't we just have a Prime Day? My app does the same thing. And it's constantly letting me know, there's going to be big deals coming up and you can't miss them. And it's like, it takes me longer to open the app because they just want to sell that to me every time. So today's the day where there's this very frequent Prime Day happening now where Amazon gives you all these deals and he's got to have it 50% off. Get a new vacuum cleaner to clean your car. It's like, no, I don't need one. I don't need one for my car. I have a vacuum cleaner. But maybe I'll still look to see if maybe I want this one too. Well, I'm curious about it, <laughs> yes. But I open up the app and I'm, I'm like angry at it because I'm like, what could they possibly have that I would want? And no, next thing you know, $39.15 in my shopping cart. And you know, and you here, already <laughs> added to cart? This is what I have to admit, okay? What I'm seeing on here, and I, I, I don't often use the word hate. But I strong word. I hate that my kids are obsessed with these LOL dolls. Mm-hmm. Have you seen these? Oh yeah, I've seen them. What you're buying is garbage. You <laughs> you buy this little plastic ball, which is garbage, wrapped in plastic, which is garbage, and you get inside, and they've got the cheapest little toys, like stuff that you would see in yeah. a basket at the dentist office that you'd buy. You'd buy like a thousand of them for ten dollars. 
right? From Bucks. some mail order service. And somehow they've managed to charge $10 per ball of garbage. And that's on the sale because usually it's a bit more than that. Yeah, and so my kids love it and I don't understand. And what they're doing is, and this is genius, they're buying the surprise because they, they sell it as this is a doll that's a surprise and you don't know what's inside. They open it up and they're always excited to see what they're going to get. And then what happens after they see what they're going to get? They in throw the it in the pile yeah. of LOL dolls. But they always ask for these things. So if we don't come through for the holidays or birthdays, we feel like we've let them down. So we try to give them a little bit of them. And so when I was on Amazon Prime, I saw that they were doing a deal on those dumb dolls. And so I was able to get like 50% off. And so I just loaded up for Christmas. Be smart. All right. You know, Work smarter, you, not harder. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, how do you say no to that? I wish I could, but then I have to deal with the consequences. And you have to pay a full price if you say no. Right. You'll pay, you'll pay a full price later. And I just want to say for the record, I would not pay full price for them, but my wife pressures me. And then I, it's like, <laughs> do I want to get into a fight with my wife over this? No, of course not. You want everything to be peaceful. No. So yeah, you now choose your battles, what I've done is I've, I've won some points over because when she sees that I thought ahead, she's going to be like, wow, that was so smart. Are you guys skipping? Because I see you skipping through Amazon because you can't help yourself, right? I, I told myself that I was not going to open the app <laughs> because Prime deals are today and tomorrow. What is in your shopping cart? You tell me right now. Well, I am interested in this Dyson <laughs> vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I can't stand this. And Dyson's expensive. We get lured into these consumer traps and we don't like them and yet we still walk into them. Oh. Do you have something in your cart? You admit it right now, Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> What is it? I got several things. In my Just cart. tell me. What did you put in your cart? Well, I can get a hair scalp massager for seven bucks. It's a <laughs> savings of three dollars. Are you going to use it though? Yeah, good scalp massage. What is that even? Can't you use your finger for that? No, it's not the same, TJ. <laughs> it's okay. not the same. What else is in your cart? And it's a savings. Ooh, um, a two pack of elbow braces for six bucks. That's a savings of nine dollars. What do you need elbow braces for? The nine dollars off. Kenny, you're a young dude. I'll need them at some point. Yes, producer Heather. You're just gonna be hoarding stuff. That's just a great deal. My elbow tends to hurt if I'm like on my phone for too long, sitting the wrong way. So that actually would be helpful. I'm gonna add that to cart right now. You well, don't need it. You don't need <laughs> well, it. Just Kenny's get off a, your phone. Two pack, yeah, Heather. I got one of those. I got you. I got a two pack. You can have my other one. And there's more. Yeah. Uh, how about this? Car trash can for 10 bucks. A car trash can? That's called a bag you get it's from the grocery store. You. 45% yeah. off. No. <laughs> no, no, this thing, it hangs uh, from the back of your headrest, and then you just do a little reach and no. plop, and there you go. Your That's car is clean. I need grocery this. Grocery store bags do the same thing. They hang, oh. and then you just plop, yeah, trash in it. This Ridiculous. looks cool, and it's great deal. So my recommendation, don't even open the app today. Don't, don't do, do what it. we did. We made the mistake for you. Take that, run with it. You're going to save a lot of money. This is the TJ Show. I feel like I just met a unicorn. can't believe it. J-Bo. What? You're a unicorn. You I've met... heard that. Mm-hmm, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, so One of a kind. Kenny was just talking about... Unlike no other. <laughs> no, Kenny was just talking about the Powerball and yeah. how there wasn't a winner last night. It's now... I think the jackpot's up to like $1.7 billion. Something like that. This is insane. I mean, you just... You see it right there, right? Like... It's hard to win this. Hard is that even the word? Like, I think camera guy Josh was saying you have a better chance of getting killed on the way to buying the lottery ticket than actually winning, which is unsettling, right? Like, you have a better chance, I think, of getting attacked by a shark on land in the middle of the country. But you still have a chance, though. Yeah. You still have one chance. 
That's not going to stop me from getting my ticket. But the reason why I said Javo's a unicorn is I just found out you've never bought a lottery ticket in your whole life. No, I wouldn't even know what to do. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what to ask for. Do you play numbers? Do you? How does that work? Yeah, look at that. See? So how do you feel about that, Kenny? Good for her. <laughs> you don't care. He still has that one chance. Well, I know because I, I don't play the lottery generally. I usually almost never play. Um, but I know it's getting big when I start getting peer pressure from my friends in high school. Once it starts to bubble up in that chat on my phone, they are like, you guys get your tickets? You guys get your tickets? And I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, no, man, I didn't. And they send a link, which I didn't realize was a thing. They send a link to purchase a ticket online. You can buy tickets online now. Is that true? In some states, you can buy lottery tickets online, but you'd have to physically be in that state to do it. Like your phone knows from your IP address where you are. That sounds kind of dangerous, right? I guess it could be dangerous because it's easier to buy lottery tickets. You can probably fall down that slippery slope a little bit easier than you could if you had to go to the convenience store. Should I be in it to win it with one pick? Now I'll go with 150. (laughs) That'll up my chances by 150 times, right? Yeah, well, I guess yeah, you, you could say the same uh, about other, you know, online gambling is legal in most states in right. the U.S. Right. now, too. So it's it's the same thing, in my opinion. Yeah, so are you in it, Kenny? Um, I didn't buy a ticket for last night's drawing, but now that it's up to <laughs> 1.7, you better believe I'm getting myself some tickets. I'll, I'll probably buy like 10 bucks worth of tickets, and, and that'll be my shot. I think it's harmless. Where I usually wind up buying tickets is when someone in the office pressures me to purchase tickets. And that has not happened here with this jackpot. Like I think about if, if like Kenny would probably be the guy in our office to be yeah. like, Hey yeah, guys, I think so. Cause they but wouldn't be me. You want to get on? I, I don't want to share my winnings with you guys. I'm sorry. Well, if you want, I'll buy though, you guys a present. No, no, hold on. If you won, what would you do as far as we're concerned? <laughs> Some out of here. What would you do for us? Yeah. How? Okay. So you don't really care about the show. Yeah. True colors. I see. <laughs> no. I see. I, w- I love this job. I would. I would keep the job for sure. I'd buy a whole bunch of coffee pods and uh, kind bars for our collection. <laughs> uh, our little snack pantry. I don't I- want that. I want breakfast for as long as you work here. No, I'm talking about financially. What would you do for us, if anything at all? I'd, I think I'd buy you guys significant gifts. Don't buy me nothing. Well, if you have 1.7 billion, or like after taxes, what do you to want a mill? Well, you want a mill? Fine, would, you got a mill. I would think you'd at least give us a mill each, or more. I, a mill each. That's it? Fine. I'll even take <laughs> half a mill. I'm not greedy. Wait a minute, but if he wins almost a billion dollars, are you kidding me? But it's his money, so if he says, listen, all I can give you because I am greedy is half a mill, I'll take half a mill. I would it's hook, more than what I had. I would hook you guys up. Yeah, like big you time. would, but not Kenny. He talking about you going to buy his kind bars and coffee pots. <laughs> he, he don't care about hooking us up with money. TJ, I'll buy you like a lemon tree forest. No, I would. No, that requires work. <laughs> if Kenny won money, I would flat out ask him for a lot of money. <laughs> I would say, may I please have $10 million? I mean, why not? It's nothing for you. I think I'd give you 10 mil. Okay, I there think. you go. Which so, means he won't. <laughs> he's still thinking about it. I could do for my buddy TJ. He's done a lot for me. Yeah, and then I would ask him to have a J-Bo and Heather. I mean, <laughs> this is what the responsibility is. If you win, you got to share. But it could potentially destroy your life too. So we got to be careful. That's what we hear. A lot of lottery winners wind up their lives disentangle. Yeah. And it destroys everything. And they wish they had never won, which is crazy. Right? I would want to go ghost. Like I would get a burner phone. I'd get rid of my, my <laughs> iPhone. You can't track me. I would buy three Doberman Pinchers. Yeah? Yeah, because they're awesome. The guard dogs? I, I met one of those at a dry cleaner the other day. Uh-huh. This thing, I'm like, 
it, not that I ever want to rob a dry cleaner, but if I right. did, I certainly would not, not at. I would not rob this one because that <laughs> right. dog, he looks so cute, but I know he could turn on me in a second. Yep. He's got his big teeth. Uh, anyway, I have a question for you and think about your answer before you jump on it. Do you really want to win the lottery? You yes. have the option. Yeah. You didn't think about it. Uh, I didn't have to think <laughs> about it. Yes. Can I go ghost? Do I have to come forward? You've got to come forward. People have to know that I won? Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah, I still Still would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll hire bodyguards to take care of the people who start creeping. So, yeah, that's fine. Is that the life you would want? When these big lottery jackpots pop up, there are some headlines, if you look deep enough, and it's shocking. Lottery winners are more likely to declare bankruptcy within five years than the average American, which just doesn't make sense. You go, how is that possible? You think it would solve all your financial issues, yet studies keep showing it gets people into more financial trouble, or at least a large percentage of them, a way bigger number than you would think. Well, just because you all of a sudden have all this money doesn't mean that you have the financial knowledge to know what to do with it. Yeah, and I suppose also the temptation of being a human being. Yeah. Like, what does that lead to? There's a guy named Jack... He won $315 million in 2002 and was interviewed by Time, and he said that he wishes he had torn up the ticket, $315 million. And this is a really tragic story, but he says his daughter and his granddaughter died of drug overdoses. Eight months after winning, he was robbed of half a million bucks, and he said he didn't like what he had become after winning. Many winners struggle with suicide, depression, divorce. Another struggle is having to say no to certain family members. Yeah. And the dynamic just changes. So you asked a really good question, Jabo. Could we stay anonymous? I think there are some states where you could stay anonymous. And to me, that sounds appealing. I want to win in that state then. But if you won and everyone knew about it, I almost feel like the only move to make would be to give away a lot of the money. Like just give away the majority portion of it so that people are off your back. I would have to hire somebody that knew exactly what to do with finances and money and to say, okay, I'm going to give mom's money i'm gonna give my brother money but it's not gonna go through a trust it's gonna all go through this one person so you want something contact that person don't (laughs) contact me you'd hire that person here's their 800 number be annoyed by your family right no i understand i i just think sometimes we assume this is going to solve our problems and there's so many tragic stories that come out of winning and yet at the same time most of us will be like yeah we'll take the risk yeah i'll take it right yeah it just seems like but i also i was wondering why are we seeing so many huge jackpots. Like this is more than ever where we're getting not only over a billion dollars, but close to 2 billion now that someone didn't win yesterday in this Powerball drawing. And I wonder if people are more than ever looking for an escape. Are they- What are you thinking? Well, why else would these numbers be getting so high? I mean, this is isn't this more often than ever before in the history of the lottery? Yeah, but I can't explain it other than math and chance. You know, you pick your numbers, you get the random numbers, they hit or they don't. If they don't, the money's added to the pot and they do it again. And I, I think it's just the luck of the draw. I don't know if there's any, I don't know if they existed back when we were kids. I think it was okay. more state run lottery and now you have these national games. So it's just more of a pool of money that's all going into the pot. Maybe that's true. Maybe, maybe they haven't been around for as long as I'm thinking back to lottery days where it was mostly what, state by state? Yeah, it was the, you know, you you and I grew up in New Jersey. It was the New Jersey pick five or I, pick four I grew up or whatever. In Florida. It, was. it was a Florida lottery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so who knows? I, I, I do know a lot of people are playing though. I, I see a lot of people are I'm buying playing, tickets. I'm playing, baby. Let's yeah. go. Let it ride. <laughs> and I'm just going to assume that if Kenny wins, he'll share it with us. Kenny's not showing up to work. We, we have I'm no need. I'm showing up to work. I think he would show up to work. 
Yes, camera guy Josh. Well, actually, in 2015, the Powerball increased the pool of white balls and decreased the number of red balls. So the odds of actually winning are way worse now than they were oh, in 2014. So they actually changed the game right. about eight years ago. So that's part of the reason that we're seeing bigger jackpots, because oh. it's harder to win. Interesting. See, Even I, harder to win. And at the Come same time, on. there are still a lot of people who were playing, right, for those numbers to get up right. that high. Yes, producer Heather. We got Matt, Teacher, Josh coming in here like, ooh, they raised the balls <laughs> and uh, they put more balls in there. Come on, just play the game and have some fun, Josh. <laughs> Josh was actually a math teacher at one point. So yep. he, uh, yep. it's not an insult to him. That's just what he yeah, is. I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, producer Heather. This is the TJ Show. This is the TJ Show. Well, it looks like today's the day. Arnold Schwarzenegger's book is coming out. Be useful. Seven tools for life. I'm a big Arnold fan from when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. thank you, DJ. <laughs> Appreciate your support. Oh. There's Kenny's like, you know, interesting uh, take on Arnold. <laughs> You're an impressionist, right? Oh. <laughs> I think that was yes. I don't even know if most people even know what you're doing. Do you think, because Arnold made those sounds like when he was an action hero and he'd be like hanging off a cliff and you'd hear, because it hurts to hang off of the side yeah, of a of cliff. Yeah, of course. I mean, I remember like Last Action Hero. I love that movie because there's this kid who was a big fan of movies and then he gets inside the movies. Did you ever see that one? No. Oh, with Jack the Ripper? You never saw that? <laughs> no. Classic. Are you kidding me? I'm serious. Jabo, we got to watch it. Again? I kind of want to watch this with Jabo now so I could see it through her eyes. Like, I want to see, first of all, does it hold up all these years later? And I want to see what you think of it because I thought it was the greatest movie ever, but I was also a little kid. I don't know. He's like so funny. Every time I hear him talk, I'm like, oh, I want to hear what he has to say. And so he's been making the rounds. You're seeing him all over the news. And uh, he talks about the importance of having a vision for yourself and knowing where your life is headed. This whole book is about like, how do you get a plan in place to get from where you are to where you want to be? Many people have put out books like this, but it's Arnold. Like, yes, I, I kind of want to hear what he has to say. Well, you think about where he came from as a relatively poor person in Austria to become one of the biggest movie stars in the world, to become the governor of the biggest state in the United States. I take his advice. Yeah, there's actually, there's a couple notes that have popped up through a lot of the articles and interviews where he's been over the last few weeks. And he talks about the vision and how important that is. He says there will always be haters and naysayers in your life. And he relates that to his own experience where everyone said you'll never be a movie star. Mm -hmm. He says that you have to use what others see as a flaw in you to your advantage. Mm. But it takes a lot of creative thinking to be able to do that, which I think is pretty good advice. So instead of trying to hide it, just feature it. Yeah, yeah, right. It might be the thing that makes you unique. Right. And also, when Arnold made the shift into comedy movies, yes. everybody <laughs> said no. No, like for the movie Twins with Danny DeVito, he, Danny DeVito, the director, didn't take a salary on that film. They bet on themselves. Uh, it That's took a percentage of the profit because nobody in their right mind would have thought Arnold Schwarzenegger could be funny in a film. That's so cool. Yeah, he says you got to be good at selling yourself. So I guess it also relates to that. Selling your ideas, selling your vision, even if it takes a little sacrifice to be like, all right, I'll do this for free to prove to you that I can do this. I think that also relates beyond Hollywood. With any job, like you're interested in being a musician, offering to volunteer at the local theater. Right. And just yep. being around other musicians, being around other actors and actresses, if that's what you want to do or whatever it is. Like you want to be a lawyer, asking your, your friend's dad, who's a lawyer, some questions and saying, hey, can I ever like 
volunteer at the office. Well, that's how I started with radio. Like I just started volunteering at a radio station. I started going out to events and setting up and breaking down. And then after volunteering for a while, they pulled me in and they offered me a job. I didn't have to apply for a job. They were just like, we want to hire you to work here. Uh, He dedicated an entire chapter to listening. He says, do less talking. (laughs) Shut up already. (laughs) Enough of your jabber. That's why you have two ears and one mouth, man. More (laughs) listening, less talking. He says, shut your mouth and open your mind. Yeah, that's right. Enough talking, DJ. Be quiet. There's a lot more. I do want to order the book. I want to get it to my house and uh, just sit with it. and, And it brings me back to my childhood. You know, there's a funny story. I actually met Arnold quite a few years ago. I was in a radio station and I got word that he was coming up to this radio building. And I was like, oh my goodness, you think we can get him on the show? And so I went to my boss at the time. I said, Arnold is literally coming in down the hall. He goes, all right, we'll see if we can get him on. Next thing you know, who's walking in? Arnold. He get walks out. into the radio station. I've never experienced this. There's only two times I've experienced this feeling where it seems like the person is walking in on a cloud. <laughs> like it, it seems like he's floating. <laughs> it's happened with Arnold because it was a, a sort of surreal moment. And then also it happened with Howard Stern. I met Howard a number of years ago. And it was another one where it was like he was floating in on a cloud. You're like, these people, they, they seem so untouchable, but here they are. When Arnold walked out of the building, did he turn around and say, I'll be back? No, he didn't do That's that. That's a missed opportunity right <laughs> no, there. He missed out. He just That'd walked around. Yeah, it was a big smile. The, the one question I asked him was, have you ever been in a situation where you were in danger for real and people looked to you for help? And he said he was on a plane one time and there was crazy turbulence and lightning. And <laughs> people looked to him and he said something like, I'm afraid too. <laughs> but he's like such a showman. He knows how to get a laugh and everything. Great. And he's great. So a big Arnold fan. And, uh, you know, listen, I know he's got a history. We've all got something in our past that we're oh, not yeah. proud of. And I, I always believe that that one thing does not define who we are as Correct. human beings. So, um, you know, I'm excited to read his book. Hey, mom, you there? Yeah. Hi, TJ. Hey, I just have a quick question for you. Yeah. You keep sending me articles and videos that are trying to make me afraid. And I just want to confirm, I am afraid. So you've, you've done your job. What do you mean? I'm not telling. Um, what did I send you? Well, you told me, well, you sent me the article about how dangerous scented candles are and how they're killing us. I have heard that, yes. Yep. And I don't use the oh. scented candles. I use beeswax, Mom. So I'm, I'm okay there. All right. And well, then, no. I, the reason why I sent you... That was because the last time I was at your house, you had like all these candles in the bathroom. Yeah, they and they were bu- they were burning, and they were the flame was like really high on them, and nobody was even in there. Well, so no, that no, I was we, okay. First of all, so. Jess and I, if we happen to take a shower, Jess doesn't like the bright light of the bathroom, so she uses a candle. That's why they're in there. Oh. Well, no, that's fine. I just thought it was like that. It was lit with being no. unattended. No, no, was we don't not light. We don't light unattended fires anywhere near our home because we have to attend. I mean, I'm your kid. Do you think I'd leave a fire unattended, Mom? I already have it in my DNA to be nervous about everything. Uh, all right. And well, then the other thing I you guess sent me. So what was I seeing things then when I went? No, we, we, okay. <laughs> she saw what she saw. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, <laughs> Then, Mom, you, that wasn't enough. Like, you wanted to get me scared about the candles, but I combated that because we use beeswax candles, and that doesn't have the toxic smoke. Um, okay. Then you sent me how, how dangerous 
ear pods are, right? Or any sort of in-ear wireless headphones. Yeah, well, I mean, because everybody's using them, and I figured that you should know about it. Do, do you use wireless headsets, j Every once in a while, yeah. Admit it to my mom. I just did, yeah. yeah. How do you feel about my, that? Uh, TJ's mama, I use uh, <laughs> AirPods sometimes. Here, be j mama for a moment. Go ahead. <laughs> See what it feels like. But I already know it's not good for your ears, so I go overhead. Oh, over the ears and in the ears. You, know, you switch it up. are talking back to my mama. I'm not talking back to your mama. I'm actually <laughs> having a conversation with your mama. Yo, well, what do you feel about that? Jabo knows it's dangerous and she's still doing it. Well, I mean, you know, I think everybody has them. And if, as long as you don't use them all, all the time, I guess it's okay. I don't know. Do you know your other son sleeps with them in his ears? Are you ratting no. your brother out? Yeah. That's what no, he does. No, because, see, I asked him, and he said he doesn't use them that much anymore. He doesn't tell you the truth about anything, because he, he knows. Like, I, oh, yes, he does. No, I tell you the truth, because I, I want you to know. First of all, I don't use those. I always use wired headphones, and people make fun of me for it. Um, but, yes, your son, and he slept over my house, he puts them inside of his ears, and he sleeps with them. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, so text I'll him. I'll have to ask him about that. Yeah, well, start... I did tell him about the ear pods, and he was like, oh, really? Yeah. I said, that's you know, what... because that's code he for wears that know. thing in the... He, Michael wears that thing in the store with that plug in his ear all the time. Oh, yeah, he's always got a walkie-talkie you know? on his head for his job. My mom hates that, too. So... <laughs> Yeah, cool. Well, listen, I'm good. I'm fully afraid, and I've combated everything you sent. Well, that wasn't the point. Well, go ahead. I was just... Can you text these things to my brother now? He gets them for a couple months now. (laughs) All right, I won't send anymore. Okay, great. And then also, um, producer Heather is a really big fan of you and always wanted to meet you. Would you be willing to take a moment for one of your fans, Mom? (laughs) Fan. Yeah. Producer Heather, say yeah. hi. Yeah, hi Heather, how hi, are you? Hi TJ's mom, I just want to say that I'm a huge hi. fan and I love you so much. And I can't wait to meet oh, you in person. <laughs> One of these days. Would soon. you take a picture with Heather? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to make it my Christmas card this year. Yeah. I'm going to sign it too. Oh, okay, great. She's so generous. <laughs> my mom is really generous. Hey, TJ's mom, um, those articles you keep sending TJ, producer Heather wants them. So if you want to send yeah, her I'll, away, I'll she'll take them. I'll connect you guys over with Heather. All right. She loves to be nervous. I can, I All right. can do that. Have a great day, mom. All right. You too, guys. Bye-bye. Have a good day. See, sometimes you just got to draw a boundary with your parents. It's like, how many things can she send me that's going to make me nervous? Like, I'm, I get it. My mom will tag me on things on Facebook. And I'm like, first of all, I don't even use Facebook. <laughs> Second of all, I don't see these things. Stop tagging me on things. But all your friends do and your family. They yes. all see that she's tagging j I know our moms, they, they just want us to be well, j How does one get their wife to have an extra kick in their step? <laughs> well, I look to j today, who seems to be prancing around the office in a great mood. And uh, apparently something really special happened last night. Yeah, my husband Archie surprised me with matching pajamas. Wow, look at that. Which is not like him, but I was very excited. A champion move. Yeah. Uh, What kind of pajamas, if I may ask? They're a onesie. They're like navy blue. They have gold trimming and a hoodie on it. It's great. I love it. Any uh, pictures of like Christmas trees on them or patterns? No, simple blue. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Congratulations. This is something that... It's easy to think, why would anyone ever want matching pajamas? But it's special to you, and your husband knows you. Well, honestly, I just think it's cute. It's not anything that I have to, I feel like I need to 
push him to do. If he doesn't want to do it, then that's fine. But I think it's just kind of cute, you know? And that's why I think it's special. When did you realize he ordered you matching pajamas? Well, he is in town. Uh, he's in the U.S. military, so we happen to live apart. And he, we were on the phone before he came. And he said, hey, listen, something's going to arrive to the house. So just get it and you can open it. And I'm like, well, what is it? He's like, well, you'll see when you see it. It doesn't get here before he got, he got here. So he he's home now and mail came in. He went downstairs. He came inside with the package once the package was delivered. And he just opened the package and he handed me this bag. And I look inside of it and I'm like, are these pajamas? And he's like, yeah. And then he opens his package and I realized there were two. And they're the same pajamas. And I was like, you got us matching pajamas? And I was amped. I thought it was thoughtful because I know it's not really his thing. You've got a guy who loves you. And he does. like me, thinks matching pajamas are ridiculous. But yeah, he does. He ordered them anyway and knew that it would make you happy. Yeah, very true. He was speaking your love language, yes. so to speak. So I guess as a lesson, I'm taking note again because I can easily skip over these things that my wife likes. Are you taking note, Kenny, for your girlfriend? Yeah. Like she probably likes a lot of ridiculous things, right? I like the idea of matching pajamas. I think it's a great thing. But I'm saying she's got He's something. a rare case right there. Yeah, she, she she would like it too. I'm sure. I'm certain of it. But name one thing that your girlfriend does that's ridiculous that you don't understand. Well, I mean, no, there's not a one thing, TJ. Come I'm not going to fall for it this time. <laughs> Just answer. No. <laughs> Everything she like... does is magic. Uh, uh, <laughs> why is Kenny getting so sharp at answering my trap questions? I don't understand, Jay, but where do we go better. wrong? He knows better. He's my perfect little angel, my pumpkin pasty. Oh. Okay, you can stop now. That. <clears throat> so, Jaybo, yeah, you were at dinner last night eating with your husband Archie, and right. you wanted to acknowledge and thank him for what he did. This thing you care about—that's <clears throat> ridiculous. But he did it anyway <laughs> because he knows that you love it, and he wanted to earn some points with you. Thanks for making dinner yesterday. Wait, he made dinner too? He did. He made steak, Brussels sprouts, mashed potatoes. Oh my. Goodness, is Archie available? Don't come from my man, bro. Yeah, like, I'm just going to ask Don't for... slide into his DMs. Don't slide into mine. No, I, know. I, was, I wasn't thinking about it. the question when I asked it. We got a package for matching pajamas that you bought us, surprisingly. Not me. You. Yeah, I did. I think one time I asked you to dress up. It was like when we first got married. And it was for Christmas. And you were like, ugh. But you did it. Yeah, I, I kind of... Uh... Gave it the same face. Oh, wow. So there's a history here. Yeah, he, there is. He actually rejected your wonderful idea. Yep. So, huh, look at this. All these years later. I mean, now. he did it, but he wasn't too happy mm. about it. Yeah, so what changed? Why did you decide to do this? Well, I am a bit more fond of you than I used to be. <laughs> oh. You know, I hear that. That's not an insult. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, I, I was with my, je- my Jess, and I loved her, you know, pretty early on. But now it's a whole different level. Yeah. At first I was offended. I was like, what? And then I realized like, wait, that's a good thing. I want yeah. you to be more fond of me now than before. Totally. Love grows where Jaybo goes. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I agree. Make it up for time lost. Because we're not together a lot. So I feel like when I'm in your space, I need to make the most of it. Aww. So things like that become very uh, sentimental. No, I appreciate that. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, you guys are not together all the time. Right. Because he's away. And so he's, he's, in his words, making up for lost time. Yeah. It's really special. very sweet. Well, J-Bo, congratulations on all the love swirling around you. And it's inspiring to all of us who have people in our lives that, you know, things move them one way or another. And it sometimes just pays to join the party. Sometimes, yeah. Look at the results. You've got a big smile on your face and it won't go away. Yep. And a full belly still. This, This is the TJ Show. Thank you for turning your radio on today. 
Do you find that you are so connected to technology? No matter what you try to do, you can't get away from it. And people are misusing the technology in ways they shouldn't be using it. Like our camera guy, Josh. You get an alert on your phone from your ring camera at your front door. Yep. And these ring cameras, it's almost like, do you even have a house if you don't have security footage all around it? Everyone has them. I like it. I like having a ring camera. I mean, it's really fun because you get to see things you don't expect to see. And like a deer walks up to your front door. You're like, whoa, I didn't know deer just walked up to the front door. It's the maker of so many viral videos. But Josh, our camera guy, gets an alert the other day. Oh, someone's at the front door. And who Mm -hmm. is it? It's my wife, Anne. His wife, Anne, is using the ring camera. Because once you step in front of your doorbell camera, it turns on and if you set it this way, it alerts you that there's someone in front of your door. And you can kind of like tune into it on your phone, right? Yep, Uh uh-huh. She's now using it to leave Josh messages. So throughout the day, he, oh, there's movement at the front door. That's really what it's for, TJ. Yeah, and then his wife is standing there talking to it like she's leaving a voicemail for Josh, which I think is kind of funny. It's a visual voicemail. So uh, Josh wants to share the latest update. This is the kind of messages that he'll receive. If you're wondering why I'm dressed like this, it's because I'm about to go try to take care of these wasps and bees. So apparently you have a wasp infestation in the back of your house? Yes. And she's just letting you know that she's about to attack. If you notice there, um, her tone, I was supposed to take care of the bees. That's why she said bees. Because Mm. I was supposed to have taken care of that prior to this time. Oh, that's interesting. I can't stand when my wife Jess does that. (laughs) It's it's fine, I'll get it. No, it's fine. It's okay, I'll do it. I'll clean the pan. No, I'm sorry, I was going to get to it. No, no, it's fine. I got it. I got it. Just see you now. I got my gloves on. <laughs> so she just wants to make sure you know that yeah. she's getting to it. And she's dressed like she's disarming a bomb. I mean, she is ready to go to war with I these bees. I would do the same thing. Oh, uh, yeah. wasps ain't no joke. Do you know they sell wasp and bee outfits on Amazon? I bought one because yeah, I had a should. little I had a wasp infestation a couple years ago yeah. and I, I walked outside right near it. It felt safe in that thing. I loved it. Put on I just discovered them under a pot, and I literally jumped off the top part of the deck. Whoa, she jumped off the deck? You have a high-up deck, right? Yeah, it's probably like six feet high. Whoa. Yeah. But I'm super athletic, so I didn't like break an ankle or anything. Ooh, little humble brag? Right? Yeah, a little humble brag. <laughs> I, I hate to give it to her, but she is pretty athletic. That's so. good. Okay, bye. So then she goes, and then she comes back with the wasp's nest. Operation. Get Confirmation. The Killed it's the bees. Complete. I think I did it. She did it. So you're constantly getting messages. Do you like getting little messages from Anne or does it annoy you? No, I don't like it. No, because that's not what that is for. If my, an alert goes off on my phone, I have to check what is going on at the front door. But this is a waste of my time. You're too connected to wires and wireless technology, Josh, because Josh was also telling me he gets in his car. Uh-huh. And the second he gets in his car, his phone rings. And it's his wife because she's watching him yeah. on Find oh, My yeah, Phone. Yeah, she tracks Josh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, he's being tracked. He's got people at his front door. You've got a dog who's a killer dog if he wants to be, but really friendly if he doesn't. Oh, yeah. We're <laughs> ready to go. We're ready to go. Come it's on a, over. It's awesome. This is the TJ Show. Our news it sounds a whole lot different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he reads through every story he can find, and then he brings us the most interesting ones. Kenny, what is happening in the world on this Tuesday? Happy birthday to Starbucks Pumpkin Spice Latte. It turns 20 years old today. Get out of here. Yeah. Wow. It's been around for 20 years. My, how it's grown. It's added no value to my life. 
used to be just a tiny squirt. Now <laughs> it's a big birthday. squirt. Yeah, it's a big squirt. <laughs> you know that stuff they put in it. Yeah, 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 yeah I got it. That was good. Well, that was good. It's funny you say how much it's grown because I'm seeing research here from Nelson IQ that's actually saying the opposite, that the demand, the desire for pumpkin spiced everything is actually on the decline. Mm, I believe it. They overdid it. But honestly, pumpkin spice flavored things are a lot more expensive than regular price things. And people have been struggling lately financially. So maybe people are taking a backseat to pumpkin spice. Not me. I was at a supermarket the other day and they had a pumpkin spice rooibos tea. And I said, sold. Got it. Add to cart, huh? <laughs> yep. And <laughs> physically, physically put it into right. my cart. And, uh, you know, my wife, she likes tea because she's not a coffee drinker. Right. And so I'll make her a little tea. We'll sit by the fire when it gets that cold enough. Nice. And it's really special. I love anything that makes me feel alive. Yeah. Like spicy things, uh, pumpkin spices in that category kind of, right. but hot kick. peppers, anything that's like, rah, that hurts. You go on a roller coaster. That'll make you feel alive. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't want my neck to snap. <laughs> There's a big difference there. Candy, what else do you have? Well, speaking of pumpkins, the world record for the heaviest pumpkin has been broken. Didn't we have a heavy enough pumpkin to no. be the heaviest? I mean, it like a few the- weeks ago, it was like a thousand pounds or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was too big. So we were talking about a young man's dream of getting his pumpkins displayed at Dollywood. Sure. That's the story you were referencing. Well, over the weekend, there was the World Championship Pumpkin Wayoff, and Travis Ganger from Minnesota won it all with a world record showing a pumpkin that weighs 2,749 pounds. So almost three tons. Yeah. That's a big boy. I mean, this is larger than a whale, right? I don't know. How much do whales weigh? Yeah, I don't know. Some, what kind some of whale are you talking about? What's that? Pick a whale. Which one? Uh, type in uh, humpback. That's that's one of the funnier whales. Yeah, humpbacks go between 55,000 to 66,000. Okay. Not quite the size of a whale. 55,000? <laughs> yeah. Mess with what? that in the water. I was way off with that one. Whoa. <laughs> that's a calf. That's a baby. That's a baby that was, whale. <laughs> yikes. I should not be teaching a science class. Please You're not. Take You're in radio. Yes. They say Travis has been growing pumpkins for 30 years, and this year he decided to give them a little extra care. He grows them in his backyard, and he said he watered them up to 12 times a day, oh, and he on. fed and fertilized them a bit more than usual. For his world record-setting pumpkin, he won $30,000. I don't want to okay. be a discourager, because I'm usually an encourager, but the whole growing the big pumpkin thing, it just seems like a really inconvenient thing to do and then it takes over a portion of your life and then you've got to move it to the fair and how do you do that you, have, you need I, a lift right? i figured that you'd ask this so yeah for something like this you would need some kind of machinery to help you lift it up but what they'll do is they'll get a bunch of people they'll kind of push the pumpkin onto its side and then lay a tarp or some kind of canvas underneath it mm. then roll it back over so the canvas or tarp is fully underneath then you could bring that up and tie that off to whatever lift you're using place it on a truck oh. take it wherever it needs to go look at that there's a way okay. to do everything a lot of work though there's a, well, there's a lot a of work but a lot of work 30 grand is a pretty good price well you didn't mention that I That's did. exciting. Yeah, did he, you won, he won 30 grand yeah. for his You were just wow. annoyed with how pumpkin. much work it takes, so you didn't hear that part. I was so filled with judgment. <laughs> I didn't even hear the whole point of this. Oh, okay, that makes sense now. Kenny, what else? Speaking of produce, Lauren Schroeder is a junior in high school from Iowa. She has donated 7,000 pounds of produce that she grew in her 
own garden to various local charities and nonprofits. Seven thousand pounds. Seven thousand pounds. It all started during the COVID nineteen pandemic. She was volunteering at a food bank, and she noticed that the people weren't getting enough produce. So, with the help of her parents, they got a a half acre of land, and she started this garden, where essentially. She's donated about $15,000 worth of produce to local organizations in the last two years. That takes a lot of time and effort. That's incredible. Yeah. I, need to, I need to get in touch with this person because I'm embarrassed to admit this. Here's a failure that I had. I planted a watermelon plant this last season. Okay. There was a watermelon that came out. I weighed it. It was 25 grams. Mm. I mean, it was the size of an apricot. <laughs> watermelon, great. It was really embarrassing. I'm, uh, Did you not- eat it? No. Oh, I would have. No. Enjoy the fruits of your labor, my friend. Kenny, what else do you have? We're learning that director. Uh, we're learning that director Greta Gerwig had to fight to keep the now iconic "I'm Just Ken" scene in the Barbie movie. That's such an iconic scene now for Barbie fans. They love that scene. Absolutely. It's it's the showstopper in the movie. It's performed by Ryan Gosling, who plays stereotypical Ken in the film. And it's about Ken's struggle to find his identity outside of his relationship with Barbie. Let's not forget, Kenny, it also inspired another song, which you sang. Oh, it did, yes. This inspired my song, I'm Just Kenny. Because Kenny has a hard time being a Kenny, which none of us knew. And so let's get another spin on I'm Just Kenny. This is my song. That's our Kenny. About the times where my name's done me wrong. And no matter what I do, it keeps on happening again. It's what you get when you're named Kenneth or Ken. And I don't think this is ever going to end. Come on, really sing it now, Kenny. Give it all you got. Cause I'm just Kenny. I have nothing to do with the Barbie doll. Karen's or South Park. So if you meet me, don't ask me, hey, where's Barbie? Or say, I thought they kid you, Kenny. Where's your wife, Karen? Cause I'm just Kenny. I promise you, I don't want to see the manager. Yeah, if you're a Kenny, you know what Kenny's going through. (laughs) And if you're not, you have no idea what he's talking about. But you can imagine what it's like being a Kenny. Well, I think about if I'm just Ken from the Barbie movie didn't exist, then that song wouldn't exist. But yes, there was a meeting with bigwig executives and Greta Gerwig had to argue and fight to keep that scene in the movie. Glad it got in the movie for so many reasons. Kenny, what else do you have? A lot of news coming out of the Chicago Marathon from over the weekend, including a new world record in the men's race. But one we didn't mention yesterday was a runner who made headlines because she rescued a cat along the race. Oh, that's precious. So many people just ran right past that cat. I guess so. A little kitten, Sarah Bonin, uh, was on pace for her own personal best time, but saw this little cat at the 21-mile marker and decided to stop, pick it up. She even found people along the race, spectators, that decided to take the cat in and give it a new home. Aww. I think this warrants a play of another song that you starred in, Kenny. It's the yes. um, Kitty Cat Blues. <laughs> yes. yeah, that, that's also Kenny singing there as a cat. Yeah. All kitty cats are celebrating who, when who, one of their friends gets rescued. Who wouldn't rescue that cat? Yep. Yeah. 
Now, if you think that was the only thing that he sang as a cat, that's not true. There are multiple songs. He's getting close to making a record, I think, of yeah. kitty cat songs. <laughs> yes. Which is... This is gritty. Something that makes Kenny really unique. Kitty cat um, blues. Yeah. So anyway, thank you for letting us know about the rescued kitten. Yeah. Hopefully it finds a nice, cute home. Kenny, what else do you have? The Writers Guild of America overwhelmingly ratified their tentative agreement that they reached last month with the Hollywood movie and television producers. The union announced yesterday that 99% of their more than 8,500 members voted yes. Wow, that's a pretty good number there. Yeah, and with this official end to the writers' strike, we're getting a little insight into what exactly everyone agreed to. Yeah, tell me. What was the sticking point and yeah, how I they resolved it? So this was a three-year deal that included pay bumps that they wanted. They also wanted increased residuals from streaming services like Netflix and Disney+. Mm. Plus. So they got that as well, and that Good. was a big driving force of the strike. AI was another topic of conversation. The agreement stipulates that material generated by artificial intelligence is not considered literary source material or assigned material. And that studios cannot require writers to use AI software, but writers may use it if they choose in their studio Uh, agrees. Well, hopefully they stand strong and decide not to start messing with the AI because, you know, that's a slow boil, sure. right? I'm glad there's a resolution for the writer's strike, and I'm looking forward to the resolution for the actor's strike, because they're still on strike. Yeah, well, hopefully they're not too far behind. Yeah, that's the messaging from representatives from the Writers Guild of America, because they're negotiating with the same producers that the actors mm. were, vice versa. And they also clarified, because Saturday Night Live is coming back this weekend, uh-huh. Pete Davidson is slated to host, the union clarified that performers on SNL work under a separate contract not covered by the strike action that sag is going through right now. So oh, they are free to return. So yes, Saturday Night Live this Saturday, back on TV, October 14th. Good to hear. Kenny, what else do you have? In Wisconsin, some residents saw something that you just don't see every day. About four dozen cows wandering through a residential neighborhood. That's got to be so fun. As long as they don't mess your house up. Well, thankfully, there is video for us all yeah. to enjoy. Great. But they did have some damage done. Uh, one neighbor was complaining about four-inch deep holes from mm. the cow's footprints, and they didn't have much regard for his flower beds either. And can you imagine what they left behind? Yeah. When it was all said and done? I I can. I know it very Mm. well. I've seen it many times. The neighbors took it upon themselves to wrangle these cows. They eventually got them all into one person's front yard, and then they were able to herd them down the street. It's straight up comedy. (laughs) It is. The cows escaped from a farm about a half mile away from this neighborhood. The owner said that somebody left the barn door open. If you've ever hung around a cow, and I've gotten very close to cows, many cows, they are the goofiest animals they're, they're just funny. You ever leave the door open and then somebody says, what, do you live in a barn? Yeah. Yeah. I think this is an explanation. Except right. for they now actually people, live in the barn. Yeah. They live yeah. in a barn. You don't want to leave the barn door open either. All cows were returned safely to the farm. Kenny, what else do you have? The multi-million dollar car collection from a popular YouTuber known as Omi in a Hellcat has been seized by the U.S. Marshal's office and will be auctioned off to the public. Why? Well, this YouTuber was sentenced earlier this year for involvement in a copyright infringement scheme that involved the piracy of cable TV, access device fraud, wire fraud, and money laundering. Huh. That's sad for everyone. 
Yeah, I'm not a car collector. I'm a shoe collector. But if that was to happen to me and they just auctioned off my shoes, oh, my heart would just break. Shouldn't have been breaking the law. I I understand that, but still, he can still feel some kind of way. He may feel some kind of way. Well, listen, and somebody's story is not over after they commit crimes. Sure. Defraud people. I mean, we hear so many stories where uh, I know somebody who went to jail completely changed his life around. And sometimes yeah. that's what we need. I mean, they call it a corrections facility, right? Sometimes it actually works. It corrects people and then they go off and live these beautiful lives. So hopefully there's hope for them. Well, if you're a car collector, there are some really interesting items that are up for grabs via this auction, including his Power Rangers themed 2019 Lamborghini. Huh. Uh, it's already reached a bid of $388,000 in online bidding. Who can after I write a check to? <laughs> the U.S. Marshal's office, I think. I don't know. Kenny, what else do you have? Jeffrey Hinton is often referred to as the godfather of AI. He's a British computer scientist and cognitive psychologist, and he's best known for his work on artificial neural networks, which is the framework for what we know as artificial intelligence. He worked at Google for decades, but left in May citing his concerns about the risks of AI. Well, mm. He sat down for an interview and described the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, let's hear the ugly. Let's get right to it. (laughs) Well, what he says is that we're entering a period of great uncertainty where we're dealing with things we've never done before. And normally, the first time you deal with something totally novel, you get it wrong. And we can't afford to get it wrong with these things. Well, that's a lot of risk. What's the good? Well, the good is that he's seen plenty of benefits of AI, especially in the healthcare field. And we've talked about this right. in news reports where AI is able to detect things with medical imaging that the human eye yeah. cannot see on its own. It's interesting that this technology, with as dangerous as it is, it's not more controlled. You would think rather than them just letting it loose for people to play with, almost like a new toy... They could have foreseen all of this, or at least some of it, being really bad for us. It's kind of like a ball when it rolls away, and you're like, oh, you're kind of a step behind until you finally catch up. It kind of seems to be the nature of the situation. Has he provided a solution for the ugly, since he's the father of AI? No, other than perhaps taking a pause, he says... As a species, as humanity, we yeah, might want to consider, <laughs> but are we you know, doing it? do we continue on this road knowing that there is a chance that it goes wrong? Yeah, I think that's obvious, right? Everyone who's got these really powerful brains who have done a lot of the great thinking of our time, right. they're all saying the same thing. Yeah. Well, you bring up an interesting point, bringing up other people with really powerful brains. Essentially, what AI is, is they taught machines how to learn. And now that the machines can learn, it's hard to figure out how they learn and why they learn and what else they're capable of learning. And he brought up this statement, essentially saying, we hardly understand how our own human brain works. Mm. And we can't quite understand how artificial brains or these neural pathways oh i thought they, they work too i thought they knew that they've taught it how to learn but they get down to it. he says we have a, a good idea sort of roughly what it's doing oh that's uh, settling <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as it gets really complicated we don't actually know what's going on any more than what we know what's going on in our brains yeah and anytime i've seen a movie where they create a monster they don't fully understand it works out really well mm. yeah. kenny thank you for keeping us somewhat informed that's what's happening 